what we do here is go back, 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 back. Welcome, welcome to the Hustle Sold Separately. We are a weekly podcast dedicated to doers, creators, entrepreneurs, innovators, CEOs, hustlers, people in and around the world that are very passion driven. They're in it. They're on their vibe. They're on their path. You know, they're anti-status quo. You guys are all about pursuing your truth, going after something that means um, means something to you, sometimes in the face of being misunderstood. We get you. I get you. It happens. And all of our guests definitely get you because they did anything but the normal route. Uh, and they're constantly learning about themselves along the way. And uh, we're very grateful because, as you guys know, my, my motto is we don't uh, glamorize or glorify end success, right? It is not overnight. It is a drag them out um, you know, climb, uh, learn everything you possibly can about yourself and everyone or else around you, self-awareness <laughs> trip that you could possibly have. And so I'm grateful. And I'm also grateful for all of you guys. You guys are, are awesome. I mean, the amount of this community's growth and how much you're interacting with our guests and reaching out to them uh, appropriately and, uh, you know, just commenting and, and constantly leaving all of your reviews. It really means a lot. So thank you very much for that. As you guys know, I'm Matt Gottesman. For any of our newer listeners, you know, it's nice to meet you guys. I, I see that we're constantly growing. And you guys can also reach me at Matt Gottesman on Instagram for any of my other endeavors or at HDF Magazine if you want to talk a little bit more entrepreneurial journey stuff and at Hustle Sold Separately. And uh, we have another amazing show today, a returning guest. I like when I have returning guests. Veronique James, she's the founder of the James Agency. And we're going to be talking about trusting the process, putting plans into place, uh, the uh, accountability and follow through, <clears throat> which these are areas for me that mean the most. We were just talking briefly about this before the show. Um, you know, there's uh, trusting the process actually goes. It's a very deep thing because, you know, there's what you don't know and then there's what uh, you do know. And then as you continue to gain more experience, you can make different moves. And the only way you can make different moves and gain that experience is by moving, right? And along the way, you end up finding what works for you, what works for you and your colleagues, what works for you and your partners, what works for you and everybody else, and how do you continue to grow in that and actually embrace the process and embrace the details that come and embrace knowing that if the vision is strong and the purpose is there, you'll get there, but you have to get all through all the details in between. And that is where execution comes in. And um, often at times too, I think, uh, I know execution can be scary for a lot of people because what if I get it wrong? There's nothing wrong with getting something wrong or failing, quote unquote, failing or making mistakes. It's the only indicator we have for movement anyways, is, is something working or not, right? So, but you have to execute to know which direction to take and owning that and having the accountability and the honesty and the truth in that. Say, you know what? I tried this, this didn't work, but now I'm gonna try this instead. Um, and I think when you create and cultivate an environment like Veronique is, where people can have that kind of conversation open with each other and say, hey, I'm trying to do this and it is or isn't working, um, you know, I need help. And then other people come to your aid as well to do that. Um, that's powerful. That's, in my opinion, how I would love to see most corporate, uh, you know, corporations operate and teams operate is that openness um, to move together as a team. Like we're all we're all here together, and nobody needs to throw anybody under the bus or anything else. You know, and follow through. We need each other to work together. So, just going to recap Veronique's uh, background, uh, just to remind you guys. Uh, I, I think it was 216 she might have been on, if I got that correct. But uh, don't, don't uh, count me. That was episode 216, I believe. But um, as, I remember, uh, as I mentioned, she founded the James Agency in 2005. Incredible story. I mean, you guys got to tune into that. That was one of my highest actually listened to podcasts. Um, and uh, it, was, it was amazing. I mean, how uh, the circumstances that she had gone through prior to opening up the James Agency... Uh, and then with the vision, you know, she wanted to create an agency focused on open communication, transparency, and she did it. 
and she's still thriving more than ever today. Um, it, it, today, TGA exemplifies her original vision by specializing in consumer advertising, public relations, web media, social media, and digital marketing, um, and is very results-driven. Guys, like to be able to cover that gamut of services is not easy, um, but it's also a lot of fun if done right and with good people so uh, they know what they're doing. And then under her direction, uh, TGA has received numerous industry and culture awards, including recognition on Inc.'s 5,000 two years in a row and entrepreneur top company culture lists. Keep that one on your short list, top company culture list. So uh, I don't know if they're hiring, but just in case anybody coming out here, <laughs> just rem remember that. And then an active member of the community, Veronique served as the 2017-2018 president of Entrepreneurs Organization, AZ chapter, and continues to be actively involved in the organization. So Veronique, thank you. Coming for coming back on the show. Thank you for having me. Yeah, Love being here. Absolutely. Um. So normally, you know, we talk about like the journey. You already done that. They can all go to that episode because that was actually got a lot of feedback on that one. So, right. um, how, what's been going on this year? Like, bring us up to speed because it's you know it's been 2019 has been a whirlwind. I yeah. think for everybody. I think everybody that I know in my immediate sphere has gone through an incredible amount of change. You know, and it, I've just kind of dubbed it the year of change. So at the agency, we've had a record year. We've signed some really cool national accounts, specifically within the direct marketing organizations. So the travel and tourism space has been so much fun for us and the ability to travel and really experience these destinations and then augment these brands through these strategic approaches. Uh, my team is just loving the work and loving the clients and uh, we're winning awards for it, which is fantastic too. While that's not the only juice from the squeeze, uh, it definitely feels good to be uh, recognized for our hard work and efforts. Um, the team is growing, and uh, while we are still in our cool office that I told you about in the last episode, we're considering taking on the bottom floor, an additional 3,000 square feet to mm. accommodate some of the new growth. Um, and I, I think what we're really shifting to from an agency perspective is, of course, the data-driven results practice of and the foundation, but really taking a step back and uh, talking about um, processes and systems and accountability as we scale. So um, as an agency, we're rolling into our 15th year. It'll be our 15-year anniversary right around St. Patrick's Day. And uh, the, the cool part of that is we're a mature company, right? We've been around for a while. People trust us. We have the case studies and the work to be able to exemplify our efforts as an agency. However, um, I think with any maturity uh, of any kind of relationship, you need a tune-up, right? So what, what the old saying is, what got you here isn't going to get you there. We spent a lot of time uh, collectively, all of my peer leaders and directors, looking at, okay, what are we doing from a function perspective to be able to act nimbly and to be able to palletize, as you mentioned, all these verticals and services that we're working on to be um, agile so that the process isn't getting in, in the way of the creative and the cool right. shit that we do together? And then how are we holding ourselves accountable to that practice and that promise as well as our clients so that we're all kind of paddling in the same direction? Right? One of my friends always says that, are you paddling in the same direction? And there's been a couple aha moments where we're like, no, we're not. We're not paddling in the same direction. So we've been heavily focused this year on the theme of accountability and best practices around critical path planning and, and results-driven kind of KPIs, not just from the campaigns, but also internally performance metrics and evaluation of how we're getting to the finish line and bringing the client along with us. I mean, I think it's so key when we, when we set out to be, where is it that we want to go? Just so we have an understanding so right. we can reverse engineer and back up into it, you know? It, it's crucial. I mean, yeah. I think if 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 any kind of partnership, whether it's a marriage or a home building general contractor, right now I'm remodeling my house. So that's a very prevalent topic in our home. Um, you know, in a business, if you don't have a goal in mind in that partnership and work backwards from that, it, it's too loose. You're, it's a dream. It's not right. a. It's not something that you're all facing the same north star. You know, and so uh, to your point, value engineering um, into where are we both going and how are we going to deem this partnership a success and then building in milestones and KPIs to track the progress to that end goal. And granted, that goal may shift, but there needs to be mutual alignment and agreeance that there's a new goal in place. Absolutely. So how many times have you seen where all of a sudden somebody's got a different expectation and you're still <laughs> you're still traveling north and they have turned, you know, made a left turn. Right. right? Like when did you detour? Right, I don't right, even right. when did you get out oh, off the highway? It's so yeah. hard, right? Right. Yeah. How do you handle that? 
Um, so there's a couple things from a tactical perspective that we found works very well, especially when we're an agency who's accepting money in exchange for professional services. And some of the services that we do are non-tangible. Now, while creative, you can see the print product or a billboard or whatever it may be, strategy, public relations, there's not an attributional piece that you can hold. So um, how do we avoid the misalignment is all about putting a plan together up front. And so picking that that goal, whatever that that massive uh, milestone is together to deem that relationship a success, and then value engineering what we call a critical path. And the critical path can be in construction, considered a Gantt chart in um, some people call it a flow chart. Some pe- I don't know. It, there's so many nomenclatures for this. But the intent here is for both parties to digest all of the cadences of activities between now and whenever that moment, that goal, that deliverable needs to be finished, let's say 12 months, what are all the activities that need to happen? It doesn't need to be terribly granular, but what's it going to look like from a waterfall perspective? How are the different efforts going to work in alignment to make sure that we're moving the needle forward? So for us, what we do is that's the first step. Once we discover our clients and we understand their business objectives and we realize what's the problem that we're trying to solve for them and the goal, then we start mapping out the plan and we get the client to sign off on the plan. We get them to be accountable. There's that keyword. Yeah. Accountable to the direction that we're heading. We're both plugging in the GPS coordinates, you know, to ensure that we're going, you know, in the same direction. We're on the same bus. I'm full of really cheesy analogies today. No, so just to this warn is you good. ahead this of time. Is good. <laughs> so getting that critical path or that plan up front is crucial because now we're on the same bus yeah. together, right? And the velocity and the expectation. I have always believed that if a client emails us or calls us and says, where are we at on this or what's happening next? We have failed. Mm. We have done a bad job I being two steps ahead of expectations around value and deliverables and all the cool things that we have promised in the initial part of the discussion. So planning, planning, planning. What's so interesting, and you can tell me to shut up whenever you're ready. What's so interesting about planning is it freaks people out. Yeah. It freaks people out. They're not used to it. It's like a giant white canvas. And they're so afraid to put down their first stroke when everybody's watching. And at the end of the day, it doesn't need to be a perfect masterpiece. You just got to start putting stuff on paper and mapping it out. Yeah. Right. And a plan to me is a collaborative effort. It is not something that you do solo. Right. Because... If you're an integrated agency or an integrated business and you have multiple partners and moving things happening and you've got the client and maybe their supporting members, get in a room, brain dump everything that you think needs to happen and start programming it into how it should look. And it can be a shitty first draft. I think Brene Brown calls them SFDs. If you've read her book, yeah. she calls she calls them SFDs. SFDs are awesome. At least you're getting it on paper. It yes. doesn't need to be beautiful. But the overwhelming factor that I see many of my junior employees and some of my middle management is they see this elephant in front of them and they don't know how to start taking bites of the elephant. They don't know how to wrap their head around this giant thing that they have to figure out and forecast 12 months in advance. Right. right? And it doesn't need to be that way. It does not need to be hard. Well, you know, you think about all the um, psychological things that are going on in there. Mm -hmm. The fear of getting it right the first time, the, um, you know, what if this happens? What if that happens? How do we know? How can we plan for it? How we, like, you know, all these internal things, all the self doubts that have nothing to do with, we know this is the goal. And let's just start mapping all this stuff out yes. and that there is no perfect, you know, at all. Um, I do also like that you were talking about getting the buy-in mm-hmm. um, early on because, um, <laughs> yes, we all need to be on the same bus. I mean, I have tons of conversations with CEOs where, what do we want? Well, you know, and it gets it gets this sometimes too granular or too um, or just too um, too visionary. I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, but if we wanted to make sure that we were going to focus our time on certain steps we want to make sure that those steps are going to get us to the thing that would be of the utmost priority now so it's interesting the conversations that i've had in more previous years or more recent years i should say really um because you want to make sure it's like i want to define a direction i love your visionary mind but i want to i want to make sure that there's a plan in place because as you said if it's too loose it's a dream and then 
you allow for more area, more room, more space for the emotions to bubble up <laughs> at totally. any point. And you hit it on the head. Okay, buy-in. But let's go even deeper. Let's talk about the core of what buy-in means. When you're buying into something, it means you trust. Yes. Trust is actually the crucial domain right? of internal adoption or buy-in. Mutual <laughs> alignment is around trust. And agencies do not lose clients because they made a mistake. Because we're all human, right? right. We can only automate so much. Agencies lose clients because of lack of trust. Yes. And trust can be broken down because of lack of transparency. The plan wasn't followed. The accountability that the plan was mutually aligned on being a step ahead as far as what's to come and expectations. So to your point, the buy-in is an operating agreement, mm -hmm. a, a path or a plan. And in any business um, partnership, having everything spelt out in black and white as best as you can yes. eliminates. It's not the you're not thinking the relationship is bad today or something's going to happen today, but the objective there is to make sure that if something does hit the fan later, that there's no questions in between. There's no gray right. area because the assumption and the subjective opinions is what starts to create the narrative. And the narratives, when they start going two different directions, is the breakdown of trust. Yes. And then all of a sudden, you're both going opposite directions, and there's frustration and vibration, and the relationship dissolves. That's so well right? put. It's true. And, and I mean... What you're what you're saying is also an analogy for pretty much life, life. for partners, for um, you know, for friends, yep. for uh, I mean, literally everything. Yep. That's and, and in life, mistakes happen. That's mm -hmm. not the issue. Can you rely on that person? Can can your client say, "No, Veronique's got it. No, her agency's got it. Like, oh, that's good. Oh, well, you know, here's some some mistakes that had come up recently in our campaign. Here's how it's being worked on. They've got it." You know, having that person, it's no different than in your life, you know, whether it's, a, you know, your spouse or your or, or, totally. or a friend, you're like, oh, no, no, they got it. Yep. I, they'll take care of it. And in reciprocation, too, the onus is also on the receiving party. So it's not just, in our case, the agency's responsibility to be accountable and be, you know, trustworthy. Yes. We're also creating a path or an internal adoption or a buy-in on the client side, too, because agencies like ours can only move at the pace of a client's relationship, yes. right? And we have this founding cornerstone of a company, this statement of do what you say you're going to do. And that is most important for us as an agency, but also for the client. So if we are both agreeing that we're going to get to the finish line in 12 months, and this is the cadence, and we've both bought into it, and we trust each other, it's a partnership. And if the client doesn't fulfill their end of the bargain right? What's great about the plan that we put in the place that, hey, you signed off on this. Right. Is, hey, you said that you were going to meet us here and you're not fulfilling your end of the bargain either. Yeah. Thus, as an agency, we are not fulfilling your expectations because this is a dual and right. reciprocated relationship. So it's fantastic because it puts the onus in both parties and allows mutual accountability. Um, the worst and hardest types of clients are the ones who say, you just put a plan together, you get us to the finish line, I'll know it when I see it. And right. there's no dialogue <laughs> right. and there's no transparency and <laughs> we are not mind readers, we right. are problem solvers. Well, and, you know? and that's a... Um... That's a, a misalignment. That's a, a mistrust. That's a, um, a personal issue. Stories. That's a yes. lot of other things internally that have literally nothing to do yes. with the effectiveness of you and your team. I agree. <laughs> I totally agree. Yep. So <laughs> I, I keep telling my team what's so important for me as I'm crossing off my notes here while we're talking yeah. is so that I wouldn't forget. I think if you don't get stuff on writing, in writing, and you don't put a plan together, you're on an express train for a mental explosion to try to keep everything in your brain and to make sure that everybody's on the same page with us, right? Um, to eliminate all the gray matter and to not have mutual expectations in writing or in a plan is you're literally on a fast track to lose your mind. Totally. So the other side of a, a plan and the breakdown of trust is also to make sure that you're maintaining your personal and mental stability when you're managing so many things at once. And that keeps you accountable to being cool, calm and collected and productive and to ensure that you're not taking your eye off the ball of moving the needle. Um, so it's really important. I keep telling my team, it does not need to be hard. Don't feel overwhelmed. Feel like, wow, this feeling of me feeling this is a big project is a good thing, embrace it, and then use that vibration inside to pull people in together to collectively have um, ideation, strategy, uh, brainstorming, and get it out, like we said, in an SFD. And that way people um, aren't feeling that sense of 
holy smokes, how am I going to keep this all together and the client organized and myself organized and the team moving at the same direction? I mean, no, there's just, we're humans. There's no way, right? Oh, man. I, I'm smiling because, uh, for one, it's also very spiritual yeah. what you're doing in a lot of ways because you're having people be self-aware. And vulnerable. Of, and vulnerable of everything throughout the day yep. with themselves, with their colleagues, yes. with the clients, everywhere. Win together, lose together. Thank you. It, it is like, it's crazy too because agencies... Um, many of my team members who have come from other agencies and there's amazing companies out there, we have a very different culture because I think there is a fear-based leadership instilled in some of these team members where they feel like they have to be very cards to the chest and own everything themselves. And I have to see this to the finish line. And, and it's slightly uncomfortable for when new members join our team, because we are trying to untrain that mentality. Do not try to do this by yourself. I always say, again, here's another cheesy one. Many hands make for light work. Mm. Many hands make for light work. If you want to go fast, go by yourself. If you want to go far, go with others, right? I mean, my dad is full of these <laughs> these um, old Navy men uh, statements. But um, And so it's interesting because it takes some time, about six months, I see, for us to break down this internal perception that people need to keep it all in themselves. And the reality is, is um, yes, while it may be done exactly the way that you want to, it's so hard and so stressful for one person. Whereas if you have this collaborative interface of accountability, I expect this from you, Matt. Matt, you expect this from me. We both agree that we're going to get this done together. You get it done faster, the work is stronger, and you're less stressed out. It does not need to be hard. I keep trying to remind my team. And it's so funny because when I see my team starting to kind of twirl up and they're all stressed out, I, I say, hey, guys, just stop for a second. What's going on here? Are you not talking to each other? And it's not malintentioned, but are you guys getting in a room and sharing what's going on right now with this plan or this thinking? And they're like, you're right. We've just been so in our lanes. We just need to get in and powwow for 15 minutes and they come out and you can literally see the stress melt off their face because all of a sudden now they realize there's a lot more um, joint effort happening and collaboration and um, as long as everybody's paddling in the same direction, right? It so, doesn't need to be hard. So much can be solved yep. from communication yep. and from safe space to say what they're feeling inside. Right. Right. doesn't even mean like, and for a person especially, it. I think it's good for the person to know that it's not necessarily your truth. It's just what your mind is maybe telling you. Yep. And isn't it great to be in a place that now you can open up and communicate about that? So you can be like, oh, okay, so this is where you're struggling? All right, yeah, I got you. You know. By the way, you're going to have a million people contact you after this episode, probably for a I job. Hope, I hope so. You know what I mean? We are like, looking for a couple positions, so I mean, feel free to head over to the James Agency I mean, website. I could just imagine a lot of people like listening to this, especially, you know, we have people all over the world, but I can imagine people like, I'm flying in there. Oh, right? I love that. Thank <laughs> you so much. Because um, it's important what you're saying. Yeah. Like, this is a really, this is a really big deal because you're you're witnessing there's so many juxtapositions going on in with generational uh, work and with, you know, an approach to environments to um, traditional what corporate environments have been in the past to what are they evolving into now? Keyword evolve and evolution and like how are we communicating and how are we making environments healthier for ourselves? Mental health, mental wellness and health is like at an all time, you know, high for for making sure that that's intact because it's a lot of inputs. It's a lot of stress. There's a lot of external a things lot of that noise yeah, going on. the noises. I, I mean, the noise is at an all time high. It's I crazy. Mean. I almost have to sometimes remind myself to shut that off, which is it's very hard in our yeah. industry, as you know, because our job is to consume information and digest right. it and yeah. then kind of reorganize it. But um, I have a very I have a very interesting generation that works for me. It's kind of like the 25 to 29 year olds. And I guess that's kind of the millennial mindset group, but they were brought up into this social media, fast paced, instant gratification. To me, I see them. It's so overwhelming, the noise, the input, the the consumer um, digestion that when it comes time to practices of collaboration and vulnerability, it's very unnatural because you have mm. such an intimate relationship with a two-dimensional electronic device like your phone or your computer that shifting the mindset to having a dialogue and being in a room and not just posting the cool stuff, but actually having a discussion 
face to face with somebody and saying, I messed up or I'm really struggling is very uncomfortable. There's a generational divide there, I think. Mm. Um, and so I'm, and it's really interesting because I'm also seeing the young members of our team who are coming right out of school two or three years, you know, um, it's almost like society countered all of that and is really trying to course correct this overindulgence of, of information and is really pushing these younger members of our society to be comfortable with owning mistakes or collaboration. Mm-hmm. So um, it's an amazing experience to watch, I have to say. And I know, you know, of our company of about 35 people, it's a micro level of what's happening in society today, but really trying to get people to be comfortable with not feeling like they have to accomplish everything all at once without asking for help and being vulnerable around change and the definition of change. It's not for everybody, right? So, um, but I love that. If anybody wants to come work for us, they can certainly <laughs> shoot us an email, but that's what we're trying to practice. We're trying to get people to feel comfortable and put a plan together. Well, you know, and a lot of this <clears throat> is also coming from your own personal background, your experience too. Yep. Like you, you know <clears throat> about having to embrace the process, build your way out of certain things and, you know, learn a lot about yourself along the way. So, you, you know, how fortunate because now you're passing that on mm-hmm. um there was something else that you said in there and i'm trying to remember because there was a million points in there that were that were so key but um no but i i, I really appreciate I, I think oh the two-dimensional thing mm-hmm. that you're talking about very interesting because you're right because there's there's a safety i mean I'm, how i'm online and how i'm offline are the same but I, I, but I will also own there are certain areas that um are different it's rare because i mean the personality is the same but I definitely push boundaries online talking about like opening up the wounds on certain things that like, um, because it's art. That's yeah. musicians have been doing this for years. Right. Rappers have been doing this for years. Right, right. You know, painters have been doing this. Like, oh, I was feeling this. And I put this up there like, you were mad at so-and-so, <laughs> you know, it's like, um, so there's a lot of that. There's safety, quote unquote, for, those, for, for people to do certain mm-hmm. things online. Mm-hmm. But imagine now when you're out in front of people can you still maintain that that you know that firm belief of whatever you're presenting online? Or then, of course, and there's just everybody else doing the highlights online. That's just crazy because like nobody lives highlights all the time, <laughs> right? And it's so interesting. It's an interesting dichotomy because we talk about accountability, being right. accountable to your truth, to right. how you show up in person versus right. this persona that you're displaying in your digital space, your digital yeah. imprint. So, um, yeah, it is interesting. And and I consider myself like the older generation where you know social is not, it's important because of our industry. But I'm I'm rolling into my 40s, so yeah. I am not the person who was raised into the interwebs of crazy, you know, digital noise. Uh, but yeah, it's incredible. And, um, and keeping the bumpers on the lanes around right. that consuming, you know, very overwhelming information can be hard too. But there's a really definite kind of, um, I would say, translation between what's happening in the digital space and then what's happening in the workforce and trying to break some of those habits around um, owning and doing what you say you're going to do and not feeling like everything has to be done mm. sole and separately, you know, and collaboration. Um, it's it's hard. It's real hard. I want to talk about that, about um, the instant gratification versus the long game of it, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, well, short and long game because short game is still you could have like a twelve month engagement with a client, yes. but but that instant gratification it's not going to get done right away. They're embracing the process is is something that um, I have I I went I dug deeper into that over the last few years of really understanding like the details and why does the cliche exist and like how do we really end up liking it right. because. Um, you know, my father, uh, God rest his soul, you know, he, he would always say like, cause I'd have these get to do lists each day. I call them get to do lists. Love it. Um, and they're the tasks associated with the, the, on the board for the bigger things. So at least they're, you know, they're related to something, mm-hmm. but I wouldn't get through all of them and say, then I'll just go over to tomorrow. He's like, life is continuous. You don't, it's not about getting everything done today. It's about moving these incremental amounts each day. Totally. Right. Um, and, um, but there's still a bit of an anxious, it was for a little while, a little bit of an anxiousness of if I didn't get that list done mm-hmm. or, you know, because of that, um, this constant shooting for the end result right. until you realize that like, it's a facade. Mm-hmm. I mean, in your world, it's still a real thing because you're like, here's the project. Like we're, we're done with it. But the bigger picture of life is that like, no, all of the magic is actually happening in you getting in under the hood of your car in the garage and like really diving into the details of like, why does this thing work and how do I make it its best? And who, you know, knowing who I'm making it for and mm-hmm. making them have a really good experience with this thing that I'm also getting really good at and understanding the, the details. 
but that takes some serious inner work, <laughs> you know? And, and like, I love that you brought your father into this because you just used the car analogy. You probably learned from your father how to do that. So also when you're trusting the process, honoring the fact that you've been taught a way that works right. and not trying to reinvent the wheel or cut corners to get to the finish line faster. Right. Really honoring and respecting that it's not necessary to shortcut right. to get to the finish line faster because likely you're going to have to start over or there's going to yeah. be a mistake. But just really respecting and honoring that people have invested a lot of time in you or the business or history or family. And it's not always necessary to work smarter and harder you know i i don't know i i love that you bring that family dynamic and and that relationship um because i just had a very healthy difficult discussion with some of my senior leaders last week we were we were having a little bit of a breakdown and i'll be the first to admit because i had been traveling for about five weeks in a row i wasn't able to keep my finger on the pulse of what mm. was happening and um and my job is to keep the bumpers on the lanes right. Right? right and that's a good analogy for anything in life everybody has some sort of governor to keep them yes. you know whether it's their spiritual presence with god or if they have a mentor you know it is my job to keep people from driving off the freeway and i wasn't present because i was doing a lot of continuing education so we got in a room together we're doing a production meeting and i could tell some corners were being cut again there was no malintention everybody was really genuinely trying to do their job the problem is is they were not trusting the process mm. that we had had for almost 15 years that works we know right. it works it's hard it takes time you got to work with people and then you're on the hook because you're putting it on paper with somebody or you're having a mutual discussion with somebody which means you're now accountable to the goal but folks were not doing that and we started seeing some breakdowns and so i stopped everybody and i said we need to level set here because you guys are not following the process you're not trusting the process these are in place to protect you so that you can focus on being creative together and being strategic together. Don't reinvent the wheel. Don't I, spend time because it's hard, right? I mean, you're, you're, this whole thing is analogous. Again, I can't yeah. keep saying, I have to keep saying it to, yeah. to life because you're right. The things that we instill into our daily routines, the things that work for us, we don't know why they do. We have to trust in the process, daily gratitude, yeah. meditation, yes. prayer, whatever it might be. I actually do pretty much all of them in the morning. When I do them consistently, Life is amazing. Have you read I the mean, book Miracle Morning? Yes. Yes. That's awesome. Okay. And what happens when amazing sets in and all this new, each level has new stuff coming in. The universe is dialing it up for you, right? More, yeah. more than ever. Yep. And you get too busy and it gets in your and way. And you start to cut corners. And the process breaks down. And, and it happened to me the last it, two weeks. And then you break down. And then I, it, it, it literally just happened to me. And I was, I was explaining that to somebody. We, we have this group text. We all did this amazing workshop uh, weeks ago. We'll talk about that offline. But it was, um, so we have this group text. We're all talking about it. And I was saying, listen, it's okay. The breakdown happens to everybody. It yeah. happened to me. I'm like, I was consistent. Everybody needs a tune And up. then the moment I, and that brought some amazing things happening. Mm -hmm. And the moment that we break from the process because of any Preach. number of, uh, of right, of any number of things of, um, well, these things now, this doesn't make this more important. Thank you for coming into my world. Mm -hmm. Thank you that this work is going really well. Stop. Right. You still don't get to touch my five to nine. You Your get, you, you get right? none of it, the yeah. non-negotiables. Yeah. And that's where the whole you yep. coming first has to has to take place. But it's very analogous to what you're saying. Like you have to trust the process, especially in business of this is what works. It's there to, to make your life happy and creative and flowing mm -hmm. and collaborative. And the best part is at least it's there that when we do fall off because we're not perfect, we can always Jump get right, back, right on. back on. And it's also I give you a lot of credit for aligning them saying, look, we have this here so you can get back on at any time mm -hmm. versus, you know, the scolding of like, how could you fall off? You're out. Yeah, <laughs> you no, know? yeah, and that, and that goes back to that win together, lose together. Because yes. if we're if we're independent and siloed and we're doing things on our own, it's easy to point fingers. It's easy to place blame. But when you are in a collaborative or consortium type of mentality, um, and this is true in life as well, when you let people in that hold you accountable or keep you honest to your path, um, it's very hard to point fingers. It is. Right? It's yeah. really hard. Yeah. So, um, but it's unnatural. Our society does not allow people to, to, to naturally feel like it's okay to have 
that those um, bumpers on the lanes. I don't know. Yeah. It's it's weird. And and um, so I'm so privileged because I have these amazing people who are uh, behind me and believe in that vision of trusting in the process. But we all need a tune up and myself included. Sometimes that's OK. And those whom really appreciate consistency versus looking at it as monotonous and boring are the ones whom I see scale up like rocket ships, right? right? I mean, they are just like off the charts because it becomes daily practice. It's second nature. It's not hard anymore. And now they can create space in their mind to do bigger and better strategic things, growing a business, growing a family, buying a bit, whatever it is, right? Yeah. Because it's second nature. Our bodies are accustomed to getting used to stuff so that it's not hard anymore. Running a marathon, nobody expects you to run 26 miles day one. Right. You get used to it, but uh. you have to trust the process to be able to have the endurance. Um, and so that's a great, perfect um, segue to business. Again, if you aren't practicing the process that your employer has put in place or that your team is committed to, um, and you're taking these shortcuts and corners, but you still want to get to point Z, there's going to be a breakdown. You're yeah. not going to have the endurance. You're going to be overwhelmed. Yeah. You're going to be stressed so out and then you're going to get burnout, right? Mastery. So let somebody <laughs> else pay attention to the bumpers on the lanes and, and allow yourself to have the clarity to do what you're really good at. Well, the fact that you're, you're supplying the bumpers, like that's not a lot of environments. People are walking into that at all. And you know we I mean? talked about change a lot right in yeah. the beginning at the top. And I thank you so much for saying that because um, I, as we continue to grow as a company, scaling requires bumpers because you have to have consistency <sighs> so that there's not misinterpretation when you bring on new members. There's no way that I can train every single person right. that joins our team. And so um, I have a really amazing friend. His name is Chris Ronzio, and he and his brother own a company called Trainual. Thank you. Mm -hmm. And he's actually in my EO forum. I've mm -hmm. gotten to know him and um, his whole you know concept is you know the process and documenting it so that and so this year a big change and process for us is we started documenting all of our systems all of our whys into trainual so everybody always had a central repository to go back to and it's been cool we hired three people in the last two months and everybody has given us feedback our new members wow this is such an amazing tool i love the fact that it's consistent and that we're all being trained the same way they've come from other agencies where it's by way of by way of by way of mm -hmm. and then you start playing the game of telephone because the fundamental principles of the agency is maybe the peacock but by the end you get to an elephant right like there's a lost in translation so it's been really cool for us it is a labor of love to get all of that information into one place and get the business out of our heads and right. into a plan um in this case a, a video plan you know and training and whatnot but it's been a fantastic experience for us so i highly recommend it yeah no it's uh it it's unbelievably needed. Mm -hmm. um, you know, it was about a year and a half ago, I hit a major wall and I said, that's it. Nothing can be done without a system in place. I even made that my word for 2019. System? Every, system. Because awesome. normally it's been like uh, health and abundance and yeah. like, you know, all this right. other stuff. We can't have any of that without a system. Yep. And I started, I, I, it's been a great journey, obviously very still early because, mm -hmm. you know, systems take a few years. But everything I looked at started to be like, how can we, how can I put that into a system? How can we put that into a system? How can a system go into that? Because um, that that's how I ended up actually embracing the process even more is because I'm like, oh, wow, like the details oh, are working. really, yeah. yeah. And well, you see like certain shifts and how that ends up affecting, yes. you know, productivity, efficiency, profitability, um, you know, time. Emotional wasted. space. Emotional space right? is crazy. Like, oh, no, that's done. containing all of that. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And that's I awesome. had literally gotten to capacity of um, how much can you push before it's like, you can't you can't go any further it's not feasibly possible and you it's not scalable either systems allow you to scale mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. and that's um and and knowing that what i also learned too for from from just also with a lot of other companies and brands too was sometimes systems were scary because they actually thought that they were losing personalization so they were can you imagine i mean i get it i totally get it because they were thinking like no 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 no. like when i want to email when i want to do this when i want to do that i'm like no 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 no. like systems allow you to give you even more, more room attention to be creative and right? more yeah yes. more attention to them because everything's being taken care of and then it increases your productivity it yep. increases your creativity so like not only are the things taking care of them the way they need to 
and everybody's completely transparent and open. Right. But you're now also able to deliver in a way that you haven't been able to deliver before right. either. That's right. That's you right. Know? And it's interesting because creative environments are very tender. If you've worked in an agency, as I know you have, creative people are like unicorns, right? They have right. this incredible vision and they're so right. creative and they're thinking forwards and backwards. They're a big bowl of beautiful, yummy spaghetti, right? right? They're not waffles. And, um, and it, it's very hard to contain that type of creative behavior. Uh, and so I just keep reminding them, if you can follow these systems and stay within the lanes, their true creativity comes with staying within those lanes, not outside of them, because it allows you to not stress out over the micro details of business operations. This is truly a space so for you to be creative. But when you start cutting corners and and um, and not trusting the process right. is when things start to break down and the creative suffers. So it's an interesting conversation with people to really change that mind shift. Uh, but I love what you said about that. I think that's uh, um, the processes and systems in life. If I could use a personal um anecdote here. We're in the midst of remodeling our home. I have two young children, as I shared with you in our last episode, four and five. Uh, we got two dogs. My husband just got a new job last week. It's crazy. We're living in a rental. I've got a nanny. I mean, there's so much going on. I have very basic systems in my home, like a grocery checklist. Right. Basic. Right. It's on the counter. Check something <laughs> off right. when we're out of milk, right? So I go to order groceries on Saturday and half the things aren't checked off. I order them because I'm going to be out of town. I'm having them delivered, right? That's a process and a system right. to make things easy. I order the groceries. They deliver. And our nanny says, hey, can you tell me where the eggs are? Did they not deliver? where's the milk? And I said, funny, let's break this down. Why did this happen? It's because somebody didn't trust the process to mark stuff off, right? And to to honor the process so that we can be an efficient family and have food in our refrigerator that's part of our daily needs. And so little simple things like that, right? It doesn't need to be hard. We don't need to try to contain all of this in our brain. It's, uh, it's, in th this has actually been a very educational uh, <laughs> episode for me because it's funny how much I'm checking myself in the process of when it has always come to client work or even my or my own work for anything that I've been building, I'll never, ever, ever cut corners. I preach long game for until the day I die. Right That's awesome. But it's funny that I didn't realize, oh, holy shit, I cut corners in my personal life. Share. Well, no, just like just like what I was saying, like yeah. um, cutting the corners of the process of like, I'll do certain things in the morning that are really like good for me. Things, yeah, like yeah. Uh, the working out will like go on a tear, and then all of a sudden I'll just stop. Like and um, or I'll cut corners with um, I eat very clean, but like maybe it's uh, you know I run out of all the supplements uh, or the different like the different things that are really good mm -hmm. for like the gut health because mm -hmm. I got really into that. I run out and I just don't order them again because like, I don't put them on a subscription to like right. order them and like right. stay on top of that. Yep. That's to me that's cutting a corner. You're cutting a corner with your life. Yes, like and. I, like I don't know why it's such a simple analogy, but that one hit me. I mean, I could have talked about accountability constantly with myself, like for all these you know mm -hmm. months or whatever. But it's funny how I'm like, oh shit, like that's actually what's happening is that's a cutting of a corner in a way because you're you can be about all your details over here, and that's great for everybody else and and your work. Mm -hmm. But like you're more than that. We're more than that. You and know what's it, so it, interesting? You just brought something up that I have to get this out. Let's talk about leadership and accountability. Mm. Um, and I don't, I'm not sure we are on time, but let me know. Oh, so um, leadership and accountability. Um, we talked a lot about how agencies lose clients because lack of trust as far as planning and, and following and doing what you say you're going to do. But that's so true from a leadership perspective as well. Um, as entrepreneurs or um, you know, C-suite executives, when we're in a position of being empowered as a leader and to really um, get people to align with the organization's vision and processes and systems, it comes down to trust as well. And the trust can be very quickly broke down if that leader isn't doing what they say they're going to do. Yes. Right? Um, yes. So I, we talked a lot about client and agency relationships, and we talked a little bit about our personal accountability, but also as a leader, um, my favorite leadership mentors are the ones who are consistent because you know what's to come, right? Mm -hmm. Like they don't need to be extremists or extraordinary, but you know they're consistent, you know you can trust them, and they're going to follow through. And um, if you've ever experienced leadership or have been in a position where you say something and you don't do it, or you drop the ball, or you've made an, uh, uh, an accountable promise to somebody and that it doesn't happen, the second you don't do that thing, you've lost the trust. Yeah. Right. And that's the second half of accountability is not only putting bumpers on the lanes as a leader, but also exampling consistency and process and adhering to, um, 
leading by example, not just expecting that your team's going to do it, right? So very simple elements like saving things correctly on a server so that people can find them versus just on your desktop where everybody's like, where is this file? Doing what you say you're going to do. The second you say you're going to send an email to a client on behalf of of your team by 5 p.m. and now it's the next morning at 9 a.m. and you haven't done it yet, you've broken down the trust. It's the it's the um, it's the decision to say that you're going to do something and then following through with it and also having um, other people keep you accountable to that honest truth and trusting in yourself that you're you're promising something that you can do too. I think I've seen so many leaders make these um, large statements of things that they say they're going to do, but they really can't do them. And then having the vulnerable vulnerability to be able to own up and say, yeah, I probably overstepped my capabilities here. Help me out, guys. But having that vulnerable conversation well before the deadline comes and goes. Otherwise, you're the guy or gal that nobody's going to trust because you dropped the ball. Uh, it's, it's so true uh, in everything. If you don't follow through on what you say you're going to do, history would show me that more likely you'll do it again. Yep. Or at least until proven otherwise. If you can, you're consistent and you do it <clears throat> over and over again, history will show me you're very reliable. Right. And reliability, whew, that's a whole other, <laughs> that's a whole other topic. That's a, right, that's a whole you other know. hour, right? And, and what I also uh, like that you were saying too is that um, that's sometimes tough is when you've got the um, ultimate accountability, you're on it, you're following through, mm-hmm. but you also rely on others. Because we're a society of people, mm-hmm. like in personal life and in professional life, we rely on others. So if that person doesn't follow through on what they say they're going to do, it breaks the chain of accountability across all the others. Because then I can't do what I need to do. You can't do what you need to do and so forth and so on. So like, you know, that's a, a weak link scenario where, <laughs> where we, we have to adjust the link to make it strong again. Because um, that accountability is everything. Because I don't think sometimes people think about that. Like, it's not just about you following through for you. It's how your decisions affect Permeate everybody, everybody else. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And it, I mean, I don't want to say that it's like you're kind of lying then to everybody else if you drop the ball, but you kind of are. Right. Yeah. And then the trust breaks down and that's yeah. the fundamental backbone. Like I said, um, yeah, it's, it's an incredible dynamic too, because when you're in a win together, lose together composition type culture, which is what we talked about, um, where the, the personal, um, accountability is relinquished to a group, then like you mentioned, if somebody is accountable to a goal, a tactic, a promise, whatever it is, and they don't do it, um, I like to have the conversation instead of saying like, Hey, you dropped the ball instead saying, how could I have helped you? move that needle or how could I have helped you? Could I have checked in to make sure that you were going to get this done? Not in a micromanagement sense, but what happened? Like, I like to have that conversation. What happened? Why was this missed? What was the, what was the reasoning? Are you overwhelmed? Can, did, did we overpromise? Was it not a smart goal? There's some cool things that can happen there too. Um, I love that when, when there's mutual expectations and if somebody does not do what they say they're going to do, let's talk about how we could have supported them. Now, like you said, if it's a consistent behavior and it's repetitive, then it's a different conversation, right? right? And, and typically in our culture, what we see is when that's consistent consistent, they somewhat self-eject, they self-terminate because they realize they cannot align with this moral compass of show up, do right by the team, do right by yourself, right? And so it's kind of like the big rocks get left in the bucket and all the sand falls and it it becomes very obvious who's going to sink and who's going to swim when you're not accountable. I I joke with my team, I'm like, hey, if you're going to be late every morning, don't tell me you're going to be on time. Yeah. Just tell me you're going to be late and then I won't be disappointed. Right. That's it. Right. It's just communication. Honesty. Yep, that's it. I think you guys are an anomaly. No, no there's I, other I, there, there are. There's some great companies. Yeah, some great... some of our clients are yeah. operated just yeah. like this. Yeah. Um no, uh I I when I was I was I was thinking of the positive the positivity of um cultivating an environment that you hear a lot of people's mission and mission statement and values and and they list them off on their site, they list them as part of their corporation mm-hmm. and all that other stuff. But it's another thing to actually be them and do them so you're cultivating an environment like that yeah and that's you know that requires again such an inner knowingness Mm -hmm. and self-awareness as well as um an outer communication skill Mm -hmm. because you're you're don't tell me you're gonna be late what do you mean well or don't tell me you're gonna be early what do you mean well because you're always late just say i'm gonna probably be be late. late 
you know, and and that kind of level of conversation versus the constricting, right? Uh, you were, you know, I'm gonna just scold you. You were, you were late again. You always say you're gonna be early. You were, you know, and then it's just kind of like this battle versus yep. like actually just being open up and like, why do you say that? This is the core. Let's yeah. get let's get here. Yeah, like, right? yeah, yeah. Let's let there you go. Why? Let's get to the core. Like, yeah. just curious. Like, why do you say, why? um, you know, I'm gonna be early? Like, what do you mean? Like, well, I don't know. You always show up late. I'm just kind of curious. Do you, do you want to just maybe say that instead? You know, but like, it's funny because think about the self awareness of a lot of go 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 busy busy busy. Yep businessman and woman mindset that they don't you know slow down to get present to be able to actually and what i love about those conversations the why do you say this when it's not true for me and i'm sure many entrepreneurs are this way my instant want is to now put a process now that i know the core why is this happening right you say one thing and something else is happening this spurs an opportunity to put a system in place to make sure it doesn't happen again right so another great story we have a, a really incredible insights and media team we're growing significantly we're providing these incredible reports to our clients but there was a breakdown in process and we were delivering these like 24 hours late because of the consumable information we were trying to digest. And I said, why do we keep telling the client on the 10th and they're not getting it until the 11th? And it was kind of like, and I said, okay, this is awesome. Let's put together a step-by-step now of how you get to the finish line. Let's talk about the 10th being the goal in mind and value engineer backwards. And now they've never missed the deadline again. Mm. So my my inspiration comes from fixing things, minding the gap. We had a, a quarterly earlier this year around minding the gap which is all about building in processes and systems or minding the processes and systems when there is that friction or that misalignment, right? And so I instantly love to come in and be like, let's put a process in place. That doesn't always work, right? Processes aren't always applicable, but I would say probably 95% of the time it can be fixed with some sort of system to eliminate the vibration or the gray area between myself and the other party. That's so true. That's it's an job. operating agreement. It's an operating That's all it is. Well, and the thing is, is you're not you're not getting emotional or angry or anything about um, a breakdown. You're saying, okay, let's let's see where it's breaking down. Yep. Just fix it. That's it. it and doesn't like, need to be hard. It doesn't need to be hard. It really doesn't. Yeah. It's been a mantra pretty much all year, but yeah. I'm, I'm I'm rocking that thing straight That's into awesome. 2020. Good for you. Well, it's a lot of work. It is a lot, <laughs> it's of, a lot work. of work to 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 get to break away from thinking that it. You know, we had to. You know force the the round peg into a square hole you know what i mean or you know so it's it's totally. until you get to a point where we're like wow it just doesn't have to be hard it just has to be communicated that i we have a i think i told you about this great coach that we have for the company his name is luke kayam and he consistently reminds us that growth and comfort do not coexist oh yeah <laughs> so if you're comfortable you're not growing right yeah. if it's hard it doesn't need to be hard it can be difficult right it doesn't need to be hard but Growth and comfort do not coexist. I think that's a really incredible thing. And they can't. Yeah. They they literally cannot. You know, and and you feel it. That's how that's how I know I'm like, oh, I'm in a growth spurt. Like, cause this feels like <laughs> Yeah, you're in it, right? You're in it. Yeah, you're in it. And yeah. I'm like, okay, okay, let's uh let me go in. Why am I feeling this way? You know, it, yeah. it definitely the cool thing is the rebound time. You you notice as you get older, the rebound time is like an hour or two hours, you right. know, or less, whatever. Whereas, you know, you might be in it for like days it was or catastrophic months. Or, it's catastrophic when, when you were like, yo, yeah. When you're a teenager, it's like months. I yeah. know, I know. And now that's, that's why they say it's, it doesn't get easier. You just get better, mm-hmm. right? Yep. So Nothing surprises me anymore. Right, it's right, at all, works. at all. I'm like, yeah, you know, were you expecting that? Like, I wasn't expecting because I don't want to have an expectation of it, but I'm not surprised. Or if you get a plan <laughs> ahead of time, then you shouldn't be surprised. Exactly, right? exactly. So I hate surprises. Yeah, I, you know, and I, but I also like the fact that, um, you know, you're talking about planning. I mean, that's a, um, it's interesting. You're right. There's a, a lot of people where vision's great. Dreaming is great. Mm-hmm. But like, there's something, well, it, it, no longer for me, but I'm saying in general, there's something scary for writing out a plan, like getting into a whiteboard, getting into documents and writing out the plan and saying, Keeping here's how we're going to execute this. That's yeah. what it is. It keeps everybody honest. Yeah. Right? It's also it also does bring a lot of ease because you're kind of like, here's, so I have this, one of those gigantic um, black uh, glass whiteboards. Oh, right on. Right. The, the black ones, whatever, yeah, the quartets. Those are cool. I have the massive one on my wall and the outsides of it are um, the, the vision, if you will, the visions and the, the, mm-hmm. the bigger goals type mm-hmm. stuff. And the inner is all of the tasks and each thing that help get to the next level of the, you know, that thing on the, mm-hmm. on the outside of it. Right. But without it, I would be lost. And I just finally started doing that about a year and a half ago. I mean, I used to do whiteboarding, but now it's 
I've it turned into like there's a whiteboard here, there's a rolling whiteboard here, like you know. <laughs> it gets started. addictive, right? It does, because and it's cathartic when you start checking stuff off your list. It is, it is. Well, and it's also, um, it puts so many more details into perspective mm-hmm. when you start to realize, like, man, how was I even holding on to all that in my head? How was that even possible? Totally. You know, and then also acknowledging when you have everything in writing. I love that you put it in a large format where you can look at it and sit back because if you're really honest with yourself and you're looking at that list of how you're going to get to your finish line, whatever that truth is, that goal, whatever it is, and you're having an honest conversation of, I need help with Mm -hmm. this thing. I know that I cannot do Mm -hmm. this by myself. I need a trainer. I need a coach. I need a mentor. I need capital, um, whatever it is. Right. But you, if you start looking at some of those barriers of entry as you're listing out your tactical details to get to your finish line, your big goal and your vision board, it's awesome to have that honest conversation and then to bring in somebody and to have that mutual discussion of, I need your help. I'm vulnerable. I can do nine out of 10 things here, but I'm not going to get to the finish line. And so many times do I see young minds have these really beautiful goals, but they're not okay with asking for help and bringing people into the process. And and we talked about, you know, taking bites of the elephant. Kind of a weird analogy. Let's use a really big tray of brownies. You're not going to eat the entire tray of brownies all by yourself. Your stomach's going to hurt. You're going to cut them up into pieces. You're going to share them with everybody. And all of a sudden, the tray's gone. It's the same thing there. And I, um, I think it's cool that you've got it written out because you can see this is one that I foreseeably am going to get stuck on. In order to get to my next level, I'm going to put a plan in place to overcome that thing, whether it's bringing somebody in or putting a process and system in, just breaking it out, tiny little pieces. The best entrepreneurs are the ones who break it out. They bring in help. They look at how they can overcome some of those barriers of entry or those boulders, and they start checking shit off their list. And all of a sudden, they are skyrocketing past all these other people who are just stuck because they can't get past that moment. Uh, It's too big for them. It's true. I mean, you know. It's not a solo act, yeah. you know, right. uh, and, and the solo act, it can get very isolating after yes. a while too, you know, you're on you, an island sometimes, huh? you're on an island sometimes. Yeah. You know? Absolutely. Absolutely. And you realize like, okay, you know, here's all that I can do and I'm going to do this really well. And then here's all the other things that I'm going to need help with mm-hmm. and from who I'm going to need them help, help from. And I'm also going to document all the things that I can do because ultimately I will eventually get somebody else that can also help right. me with those very same things too. Yeah. Yeah. It's been a it's been a process. Oh, I love that you're going <laughs> so, through this transformation. It's oh so man, cool. it's brutal. Yeah. <laughs> like if if I if I you know I to be transparent always right it's yeah. part of the the but um it's it is it's a process because you're not only breaking down from an external um uh capacity right. issue you're breaking down internally too because mm-hmm. you're having to adjust where you have to let go yep. or where the ego wants to kick in or where the defense mechanisms are, where the walls are at, why, like, like I want to trust this, but I also want to be able to trust other people to do this as well, too. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. There's so much inner work that comes along with creating that. That's, uh, <laughs> I've got some huge goals myself for next year. Yeah. And I like to break things down um, into, like, pallets of three. So mm-hmm. I feel like for me, um, being able to accomplish things in groups of three feel really easy and, mm. and good. When I have a list of 10, I start to get very overwhelmed. Right. So I try to get my team and myself to think about groups of three major objectives. Um, I did just like you, I wrote it out and I was looking at it. I said, man, I, I don't know if I can do this. And I was feeling very overwhelmed because in order for me to get to my financial goals next year and what I want for the agency and for my family, I needed some mentorship. Right. And talking about trusting the process and accountability, what you don't know can sometimes really hurt you. And so I'm now seeking mentorship from a, a YPO member who's bought and sold several companies and, you know, is a gazillionaire now and has this extensive experience. I'm excited for him to put bumpers on, on my lanes because I'm feeling the brutalness. I'm feeling the vibration and the overwhelmingness. So I am not perfect. I feel I'm a a good process and systems girl, but Sometimes for my own goals and objectives, I start to cut corners. And now I'm right. looking forward to having somebody help me break that out, look right. at it, keep me honest, keep me true to that. Um, and I'm just going to take bites by bites. I'm so excited for this time next year when we get together because I'll be able to share <laughs> some of those accomplishments and how I got there. That's going to be awesome. Yeah. Well, you know, we're, we're just going to keep documenting the entire. <laughs> <laughs> Works for me. You know, so 10 years from now, we'll be on this podcast. Like, you remember when? Oh, like, and I I'm do. like super old oh. and crusty. Sounds awesome. Not really. We're, we're young. No we're pictures. Young. We're no young. Yeah, we're yeah. young. Okay. We're, we're, and, and nowadays with science, we're, we're golden. <laughs> so, 
what do you have coming up? What, um, what's what's new? What's next? So of course, um, you know, moving back in my home is going to be a big personal thing for me. So yeah. I'm excited about that. Um, as an agency, we're ramping up into fourth quarter, and it's a very busy time for any consumer-related agencies. We are actively hiring for some really cool strategic positions right now, and then we're going to come into the holidays and we're going to take a bit of a break. Um, but before that, I'm taking my uh, nine directors slash peer leaders. Um, on our annual leadership retreat. And um, this year, we're going to do two nights instead of one. Um, And this is a really amazing time for us as a group to come together and discuss what we learned from this year. So kind of looking in the rearview mirror of what worked and what didn't, and then what we expect for 2020. um, And then putting together some of those three-point milestones around each of the subjects that we feel like we need to accomplish. So bringing in these nine other mindsets Mm -hmm. and this next generation of leadership is, is always very powerful. But now having two nights for us in November and doing some cool things extracurricularly. We're going to have an amazing keynote experience. We're going to visit a gentleman named Warren Rustand. He um, is in his probably early early 80s. And uh, just hearing his accomplishments and what he's done, aside from not being president of the United States, he has run massive corporations and, and built an amazing family and an em- enterprise that um, I think my team's going to be really inspired by. So we're going to be visiting him for a few hours doing a cool workshop. So um, I am fired up for 2020. I think it's going to be our best year yet, um, personally and professionally. Um, and as I mentioned, my husband just got an incredible ownership position. So to watch him start to grow in his entrepreneurial um, mindset is going to be really special for us as a relationship. So I can yeah. share some of the insights that I've learned over the last 15 years. So all good things. Life is beautiful. It is. It can be difficult, right? Yeah, there are curveballs, right. but um, I am so privileged to have these incredible people in my life, including yeah. yourself. Thank you. But yes. you know, and you, you actually, I love when you say, you know, life is incredible because you're actually also living it. And yeah, you know, you, you own that. You own the fact that, um, you know, you're like, oh yeah, there's curveballs. But you know how you get a lot of people to say like, oh my God, life is amazing. You're like, is it? <laughs> like, are you doing okay? Oh, I'm pulling you, in you long actually, hours. Your, your, mean, your energy yes. actually, sh- your energy externally shows how you're feeling internally. Thank so you. yeah, yeah. So that's, that's a, you know, and, and uh, kudos to your, your, your husband for, Thanks. you know, the processes and the things that you're doing mm-hmm. from the entrepreneur journey of the past 15 years can easily bleed over yes. into him. You're like, hey, take this manual real he's quick. He's actually yeah. had a couple of <laughs> moments where he's like, that's why you do that. It's, it's been cool for yeah. me to have that connection. I'm balancing the fine line of telling him what to do versus showing him by example. But right, there's been right. a couple gotcha moments just in the last week where I'm like, now you understand why I have this type of communication with my team. Or now right. you know why I do this particular process. He's like, got it, totally get it. And he's applying stuff already. So it's really cool to watch. So I think it's going to be amazing for our relationship. Um, we're coming into our 10th year together as well. And just fun. It's fun. Um, growing a family is, is uh, it's a busy time and growing a business at the same time. Not that you would ever retire, but I, I strongly urge you at some point, if you haven't already thought about it, at some point, um, doing what you're doing for what you've done for the James Agency and documenting as your husband grows, doing this, you know, going in as that consultant to companies and be like, let's just look at it. Let's just just break it all down. Yeah. I love, I love deconstructing and building. Um, That's something that I have a significant passion for. And while my degree is in design and and fine art, um, there's been this side of me that, um, well, I'll just say my my love language is quality time with others. Mm. I love doing things that create impact with people Mm -hmm. and those memories and whatnot. So um, I've been thinking about that a lot and kind of what the next step of my journey is. And, And when the time comes with whether I sell the business or exit, or if it's a legacy business where I step aside, um, what am I going to do when I grow up? And um, I do know that I would love, as you mentioned, to be a part of people who are wanting to be better and to build in processes and problem solve and really make impact together. That's something that really fuels my spirit. So I've been thinking about that a lot. Um, it's not any time in the near future. I still have a lot of really cool work to do with the James Agency and um, and with my family, of course. Um, but uh, thank you for the compliment. I appreciate it because yeah. it's something that I I, th- I thrive on and I am inspired by. Deconstructing. That should be your program. Deconstructing. And then rebuilding. <laughs> and rebuilding. Yeah. Deconstructing and rebuilding. Yeah. People be like, well, you're just going to tear me down. Yeah. Like, no, no, no. We're going to break it all mm-hmm. down. No, that's yep. amazing. Thanks. Thank you. You know, you're welcome back on anytime Thank again. Thank you for having um, me. You will, we'll, we'll revisit this in about, you know, second quarter. <laughs> Sounds <laughs> good. I'll be here. But I mean, these types of things are, are so key um, because you could see how they bleed. They, they merge between the personal life and your business life and back and forth and what we accomplish in our business life by 
allowing that space for our colleagues or our, our employees and allowing that space for vulnerability and trust and processes and mistakes right. and everything that comes with it and doing that in our personal lives. And that actually showing that that in itself is leading by example. It's actually doing mm-hmm. what you say you're going to do in both worlds. You know, I agree. So I'm not awesome. cutting the corners in either one. I've <laughs> got some work to do. I'll let you know how my journey goes okay. on that. <laughs> I'll keep you accountable. How about that? <laughs> I appreciate that. Thank you so much. Um, where can everybody find you online? So uh, anything social at the James Agency, uh, real basic, and then the jamesagency.com. Um, just do a quick search and you'll find us. We're located in the heart of Scottsdale, Arizona. So if you're in the hood, stop on by. We'd love to see you. Awesome. Awesome. I am I'm genuinely curious to anybody listening. Like I, I want to know you know, how many people actually approach you for a job okay. after this. I love it. That's great. <laughs> I'd, be, I'd, be, I'd be genuinely curious. And by the way, it doesn't matter where you are in the world. I'm just saying, like, if you're looking for an environment, this is like an, uh, just a, a, a plug just because, like, I, you know, I've, I've seen so many brand environments. Thank you. Uh, it's key what you're doing. Thank it's, you. it's actually very important, especially for the mental health and wellness of, of others and, and them nurturing their their growth in an honest, organic way. Yeah. So I, important. I have to say this. It's not just me. Yeah. Um, I have an incredible team yes. of leaders who believe yeah. in this as well. And that's the only way that it can get done is that we believe in the same mantra and philosophy so that the leadership is not just top down, but it's it's a horizontal um, belief that everybody is aligning with this core objective. So uh, thanks again. Really looking forward to our next conversation. Absolutely. Yeah. Thank you for everybody listening. Veronique James, uh, check out at the James Agency. Uh, T-H-E-J-A-M-E-S agency on Instagram, on Facebook, uh, thejamesagency.com. You'll get all that information. Um, I'm just saying, I'm just putting it out there. That's a crazy cool environment. Do yourself a favor, please. Please take the advice. Just do yourself a favor. Uh, Of course, you'll have to back it up as well, too. Right. (laughs) You got it. And, uh, you know, I appreciate each and every one of you guys around the world. Um, thank you so much uh, for all the messages and the notes that you guys keep reaching out and also for reaching out to our guests, as I mentioned at the top of the hour. Um, they appreciate it, too. Like they're just like us figuring it out, building They're at different phases, just like you guys. Um, and, you know, they're here for you as well. Just the same. So we appreciate all of you guys. Thank you for everything for myself, Matt Gosman and for those who sold separately. We're out. <laughs>